Welcome back to the LV Edit. I'm your host, Kristen Wagner, the editor-in-chief of Lehigh Valley Style. This podcast takes listeners behind the scenes of the magazine and celebrates life in the Lehigh Valley. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited to be joined by Brielle Baker, the astrologer and empowerment coach behind Lightspace Collective. Brielle was featured in our December edition of Lehigh Valley Style, where she shared insight on navigating life with astrology's guidance. Here, we talk a little bit more about her journey before diving into a real live astrological reading. Brielle talks me through my big three, and we also touch on North Node and South Node and the Saturn return. I learned so much through our conversation, and I hope you find this insight as fascinating as I did. At the end of the episode, Brielle shares how listeners can book their very own reading with her. Let's get into it. Hi, Brielle. Welcome to the LV Edit podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. I'm, I'm so excited for what we have planned. You are going to give me an astrological reading. Uh, but before we dive into that, I'd love to bring listeners up to speed on your astrology practice, Light Space Collective. Uh, you began this venture during the pandemic because you always had an interest in horoscopes and astrology. And as I read, you had friends and colleagues asking you to read their charts. Um, at, at the same time, you have a career that focuses on personal development and you're a certified life coach. So I'd love if you can kind of tell me a little bit about that journey and how all of it works together. Yeah, I feel like I've been following the breadcrumb trail, (laughs) which has led me to being here in this moment. So Mm -hmm. as you said, growing up, you know, those like teen, preteen magazines and reading the horoscopes each month, I was always interested in that. Um, I was always interested in the stars and constellations and once the pandemic hit and we were stuck in our houses, I wasn't working at the time, I saw an ad for an astrology course on online. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. All right, let's do it. And that's when my more formal education began. So that was in 2020. And it's just kind of flourished since then. Um, something that I have really come to embrace about myself through astrology is being more of an introvert and being an introvert that's also incredibly introspective and really interested in learning the depths of people and who they are and helping them overcome roadblocks and through almost giving myself permission that's where I kind of branched off into Okay, personal development for myself. How can I then use those tools to support others in their personal development? And then this roadmap that astrology gives us of our personalities, our natural strengths, maybe areas of challenge, and it all kind of blended together. And then lastly, I also did yoga teacher training and started teaching classes in front of people, which as an introvert, is terrifying. (laughs) But that's where I was also able to start to develop my voice and um, stand more powerfully in that area. So those are all the different pieces that have come into creating Lightspace Collective. I love that. And I really love what you said about it allowing you to lean into being an introvert and kind of giving yourself permission um, to, to be who you are. And I think that's one of the coolest parts about all of this. Uh, and I'd love if you could tell listeners a little bit about your approach to astrology. I know in our Ask the Expert of our December edition, you shared that, you know, there are several different approaches, but you believe that humans come into the world with a soul that has a default energy. So that's what you're looking at in the birth chart, correct? Yes, exactly. So I, my belief within astrology, and if you think of astrology as a language, like there are different dialects and way of interpreting, translating a language. Um, so the, my path within astrology is, yes, that we as humans come in 
whether you believe in past lives or yeah, simply put default energy, you come in with the blueprint of who you are, how you are, and what your strengths are. And then we're able to look at, okay, your soul's path. And we'll potentially touch on this a little bit, depending on Mm -hmm. timing. But your soul came in with a purpose and a lesson that it's hoping to learn. So we also look at that and where what your soul is hoping to learn. I'm, I'm really excited to learn about all of that. Um, you know, in preparing for this conversation, you shared with me that a longer astrological reading can be a little bit like going through someone's astrological underwear drawer and <laughs> can bring up some very personal topics. So with this being recorded and being shared with our audience, we decided we would focus on the big three. Uh, so you asked me to provide my birthday, my birth location, city and state, and my exact birth time. So I provided that info to you. And I was sharing with you before this recording that I've never done a reading before. I don't know that much about my chart. Um, and you said there were some very emphasized points in my chart. So I'm really excited to get into all of that and, and begin this reading. And um, yeah, I guess I'll let you take it away. Yes. Well, first and foremost, thank you for opening yourself up to us and to the listeners. Looking at your chart can be very personal. And I feel like it's all very linked and tied together. So this is based off of your big three, and we might take little tangents. So Hopefully everyone is along for the ride. That sounds great. (laughs) Okay. So just to give you and everyone listening uh, the basics. So a reading, when you come in, it's very much a conversation. So I am not just here to spew information at you and tell you who you are and how you are because the energy can be expressed through you differently. So there are high ways of expressing the energy and then there are low ways of expressing the energy. And it's really figuring out where you fall and what feel what is the most natural path and how to support you in pursuing that should you choose. Second is free will, a hundred percent of the way. You get to choose. (laughs) Nothing is set in stone. There may be an easier path and there may be a more challenging path. And I I say it's like paddling upstream against the current versus going downstream with the current and you get to choose. So pressure is off there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like both of those precursors. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and please interrupt me. I know I shared this earlier, but please interrupt me. If something resonates, let us know. And if something isn't really hitting let me know as well, because there is probably a different way that we can look at it. Okay, perfect. All right. And then the basics. So since you can't see your chart, to explain what your birth chart is, it's essentially a snapshot of the sky at the time that you were born. So it looks like a big pizza pie, essentially, if you will. It's a big circle, and there are slices of the pie. Within that pie... Each slice is a different zodiac sign. It's a different astrological sign. So everyone has every sign within their birth chart. And you also have every planet from Mercury up through Pluto. So what we're looking at is how each planet, which essentially houses a different part of who you are, um, for example, Mercury is how you communicate and process information. Venus is what you value. So we're taking all those elements, looking at the planet, what sign it's in, and that is essentially your makeup. Fascinating. Yeah. (laughs) And after this, I can send you a picture. Or if you're (laughs) listening and you want to see, just Google birth chart. Um, And then so your sun, we look at the slice of the pie and the sign that it's in. And that is essentially when people say, oh, what's your zodiac sign? It's your sun sign is in the pie of or slice of Gemini. So does that sound correct so far? (laughs) Yes, that one I knew. And it's so funny because you always hear people say, you know, 
their sun, their moon, their rising. And, and I've never known, I mean, I guess I've known my son as Gemini, but I've never known all of those other things. So I'm really excited to learn about them. Yes. So we're off to a good start. Yes. We have sun in Gemini and then your moon is in Virgo. We'll go over what that means, but in case you're taking notes, your moon in, is in Virgo and your rising it. Oh, perfect. Good. (laughs) And your rising sign is in Scorpio. Oh, wow. Scorpio. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So sun, Gemini, moon, Virgo, rising Scorpio. Wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Any questions so far? So far, so good? So far, so good. Okay. So we say that your sun is essentially who you are, your personality, your vitality, and Gemini. Gemini is all about versatility. (laughs) Versatile, it's the twins. So you see both sides to the coin. Um, You need to express yourself verbally. So Gemini is the most verbal processor (laughs) that you can get of the zodiac. (laughs) Do you feel like you need to talk things out to... Yes, definitely. That definitely tracks. Um, I'm definitely, you know, a chatterbox with those close to me. Um, I'm, you know, talk to my mom on the phone every single day and talk through kind of what's going on in my life. Um, Yes, definitely. I I think that's kind of, you talked about these, the versatility in Gemini, because I think Growing up, everyone would tell me I was shy or I was quiet. And I definitely am introverted in those ways. But at the same time, like you said, I, I, I need to verbally process. And I think I will also always, you know, speak my mind and, and take a stance and mm-hmm. um, can be stronger willed in, in moments that might surprise people. Mm, yes, that is definitely going to be coming up a little bit later. <laughs> so I love that. Um, so your sun is in Gemini and so is your Mercury. I know I briefly mentioned that Mercury is how you process information. So that's a double whammy. The fact that your sun loves to verbal process and Mercury is there too. So it does not surprise me that you are a chatterbox, especially when it comes to people that are close to you. So that Scorpio rising tends to be more protective of like you have to fully trust someone before you let them see you for you Mm. for who you really are. Um, So again, (laughs) thank you for opening yourself up to the listeners and to myself, because, yeah, there is definitely this element in your chart of like not wanting to let yourself be fully seen except for the people that you choose. And it's like, yep, you're my person. Here we go. (laughs) That's interesting. And it's funny, I'm already feeling how you said about leaning into those qualities um, where it's, it's almost like, I'm already feeling that permission in a way where it's, it's a weird thing where growing up, you're told how quiet and shy you are, but you don't necessarily feel that way. And, Mm -hmm. um, you, you kind of feel this duality and, and it's, it's crazy that it's written in my chart that way. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. And that comes up in multiple different areas of your chart. Um, something to be aware of with a sun in Gemini, specifically the house that it's in, which is also the eighth house, which we won't go into houses, but if you're curious, you can always Google it. <laughs> um, eighth but some house. Okay. Eighth house. Eighth house, yes. So something to be aware of is that you may have a level of impatience because you're so quick-witted and your brain is just always like on point, ready to go. Um, there may be impatience that creeps in if you're around someone who may be talks more slowly or is not moving at the speed that you want to move at. That's a low side of Gemini. I would say that that tracks for me. It's funny. um, I do a lot of Melissa Wood Health 
workouts, which is Pilates, and there's a lot of mindfulness in there. And she often says, you know, focus on something you want more of in your life. And I often say patience and like being present. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that impatience that that makes sense. And I think sometimes I leave social settings saying like, Oh, like, I wish I had just listened and hadn't opened up Mm -hmm. my mouth and said that. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe there's overthinking in my chart as well. because that, (laughs) (laughs) That is a that's, that's a common feeling. Yeah, so perfect segue to your moon in Virgo. (laughs) No way. (laughs) So your moon is in Virgo. We say that your moon is your emotions and how you process the world around you internally. So Virgo is, do you know anything about Virgo? I don't. Virgo, I love, (laughs) I'm a little bit biased because my son is in Virgo, but (laughs) aside from that, um, you are analytical, you pay attention to detail, and you are also very aware of essentially being of service to others. How can you help and support others? Um, But the sign for Virgo is an M, and then there's a tail that curves back on itself. So that tail, the stinger, if you will, is directed at you so you can be self-critical you can be self-analytical and overthink when it comes to maybe how you had presented in a situation or how you had impacted a situation or a conversation wow that is full circle huh (laughs) yeah yeah so (laughs) that's how you present emotionally and just the the being of service to others I definitely resonate with that I kind of think that's like my love language um, mm-hmm. is, you know, taking care of, of my family and, and my loved ones and um, showing up for them in that way. So that, that really resonates with me mm. as well. I love that. <laughs> and being able to fully step into that and real, realize and recognize, like, this is how I'm showing I care. Like, and even letting your, the people in your life know, like, this is my love language. This is how I'm showing you that I care. Um, yeah, it's absolutely being able to put words to it makes all the difference. That's that's a good tip. I like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and anything else I want to say about your moon? You do have an intera- interesting interaction between Mercury, so your words and how you communicate, and your moon, so your emotions. Um, and there's a little bit of tension, which suggests that you may be very direct in your communication um, and that you can hold your own in a debate. (laughs) (laughs) I I do think that that is true, actually. Um... (laughs) If it's something that you feel strongly about. If you're like, no, this is right or this is the way we need to go, like you have no problem expressing yourself. Yeah, 100%. And I think you know, that that, like I said, is something that takes people by surprise often. But mm-hmm. um, it's something that I think has kind of presented itself over the course of my life again and again, like the ability to, you know, take a stance in those in those scenarios. Yeah, a note that I wrote is you rise to any, any challenge. Ooh, <laughs> you rise <laughs> to any challenge <laughs> that you feel is worth fighting for yeah oh I like I mean I I think that's a good thing oh yeah 100% that is definitely a skill that I admire in someone (laughs) and do not naturally possess so it is a gift for sure that you have been given and that is within your chart so again giving you that permission people may be surprised when all of a sudden you stand up and you're like no we need to do this, or this is the right thing. And for you to almost have that extra boost of confidence of like, no, this is my gift. Like, this is who I am. And like standing in, in that, in those instances, versus letting any sort of like, self-consciousness or that self-analytical piece causing you to pause or to step back or to silence yourself, stand up into that 
that discomfort if there is any. Totally. Yeah, that's super helpful. And even standing up to like the idea that even if it might surprise someone or they don't perceive that of me, that it actually is who I am and that I Mm -hmm. should be confident in it. Yes, 100%. Cool. Um, Still staying with your moon a little bit longer. So in your chart, it says that you were born on the first quarter moon. So this is something that I feel like isn't, I don't see it talked about often when it comes to astrology and charts, but you were born on the first quarter moon. And that specific configuration suggests that you are very driven. And again, this is where the like consistency throughout your chart comes up. There's a need for an exchange of energy. So you crave growth and meaningful connection and that that exchange. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see that, I think. Um, I, I built a career, I guess, that I didn't necessarily... I, I, that has, you know, gone beyond what I maybe would have dreamed for myself, I think, mm-hmm. to, you know, be the editor in chief of a local publication that I love so much. And that brings me so much joy and so many connections, whether it's with my colleagues or with the community. Um, I, I think I've found myself being a leader in, in my career, um, which maybe surprised me as well but maybe (laughs) lines up a little bit with what you're saying as far as being driven and um you know wanting those those connections yeah definitely I if I had to say (laughs) if you were in the right career I would say a (laughs) hundred percent not that and in astrology it's more so like oh you need to interact with people or no don't inter- you don't enjoy interacting with people like there are different elements of that I don't usually say like oh you need to be a an astronaut <laughs> right <laughs> but, right <laughs> but all of everything that's come up in your chart feels like it is very in line with your career which is amazing that you have naturally found your way and you've listened to yeah your wants and dislikes and Yeah, it's really, really cool to see. Um, But within that, the first quarter moon being driven, that exchange of information, there is this element of perfectionism where you you have a vision and you know how you want to get from point A to point B. And sometimes you can have blinders on of like people want to help you and they want to offer their support and you're like, nope, nope, I got it. I got it. (laughs) But there's also a craving of wanting that connection. So something to be aware of is when people are there to help versus when people are a threat to the vision, Mm -hmm. because you may have this innate, the default of, nope, you're a threat to the vision. (laughs) Nope, stay away, stay away, don't need help. (laughs) Um, And in moments where you are craving that exchange and that collaboration, figuring out what you're willing to sacrifice and the elements within the roadmap that you're okay handing off to somebody else and knowing that you're still on the path that you want to go on. That, yeah, that is very interesting to me. And, um, you know, I'm thinking about a few situations in my head right now where it it is funny. Like, I think maybe it goes back to either like that impatience even. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like I'm very collaborative, but there are times where, like you said, it feels like a threat to the vision and I can, I can see myself, you know, even onset of a photo shoot recently where someone's suggesting what if we shot over here and I'm kind of saying like no no we we talked about this we're gonna do this and and I know that that's where we need to (laughs) sort of thing Mm -hmm. um which (laughs) lines up a little bit with what you're saying yeah Um, and there's it's not there's is no right and or no wrong like you are in a role whether it's your career or or in life, um, 
to make the choices and you are the one that sets the vision. Like that's, that's your job and that's okay. And like, keep going that way. There's nothing to change there. It's just in those moments of like, oh yeah, my schedule's really full. I do need some help or I do need some support. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, obviously it's been a long time since I've applied and interviewed for jobs, but I think coming out of college, I was the editor-in-chief for our website um, at the university. And I think what I always said as far as, you know, when they ask you on an interview, like, what would you say your greatest weakness is? I would always say delegating because (laughs) (laughs) I think it was true um, that it's, when you have this vision and you kind of know what it's going to take to make something successful, sometimes it's hard to hand something off. Mm -hmm. Um, And being now on such a small editorial team where there it's just me as the editor, Mm -hmm. I think there's this sense of needing control where it's like, no, I have to look at everything that goes online before it goes online. Or I need like, Mm -hmm. I need my eyes on everything. I like no one can, (laughs) can Mm -hmm. look at it on my behalf sort of feeling um and I I feel very strongly in those situations so like you said just kind of knowing that it was written in my birth chart kind of uh Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) reinforces that yeah it is definitely there (laughs) (laughs) all right so moon I feel like we covered everything within your moon Mm-hmm. Um, so Scorpio rising. Yeah, I don't know much about Scorpio other than that. Like, I feel like it's also a very intense sign and people mm-hmm. who are Scorpios feel very <laughs> strongly about their Scorpio-ism. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. Scorpio is, again, I love Scorpio. I'm also a Scorpio rising. So I love that we're in this conversation because oh, cool. I feel like, yeah, Scorpios understand other Scorpios (laughs) no matter where it is in their chart but um there's a I'm trying to figure out how to not paint this in a in a certain light but essentially a Scorpio is like the I'm just gonna say it I feel like Scorpio is like the the deep the dark I don't want to say the underworld but like the un subconscious the unconscious um diving below the surface and you so your rising sign is how others may describe you a lot of times it's described as the mask you wear to the world but i i've heard that so many times and in so many different courses and i'm like what actually does that mean (laughs) so yeah if you're close friends were to describe you a lot of times they describe your rising sign um and it is for scorpio you have a strong desire to know yourself and i think i mentioned this initially a need for you to feel emotionally safe to really let people see you and the other part of so i described how virgo is the m with the tail stinging itself essentially Scorpio has the M with the tail stinging out (laughs) so (laughs) there may be so I've got stingers in both (laughs) yes yes Uh, again not not good or bad and in your line of work so you're essentially critical like critical of others but in the way of just being analytical Mm mm-hmm So again, being editor-in-chief, you have to be able to critique the vision or the work or how something is done. That's where you being detail-oriented comes in. That's where you being able to use your voice as the Gemini comes in. So all of these pieces come together. And that's why I said, if I had to create like the perfect career for you with your strengths and your big three, like this is it. You can't get, (laughs) you can't get more specific than this. (laughs) Using your words, being uh, um, attention to detail and having that critical eye. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot more to Scorpio rising, but 
we have a lot more to still cover. So we're just going to leave it at that unless there's any <laughs> questions you have before we move on. No, I'm excited. I'm, I love everything we're learning, even if it doesn't sound the most flattering. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying it and I'm excited to learn more. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because it's, this is why I say it's like going through someone's cosmic underwear drawer because nobody wants to hear that they're critical of themselves or critical of others and I'm sure there's a better word that I could use to make it sound more light and fluffy but being my Scorpio rising it's like I just cut to the chase like (laughs) this is what it is (laughs) I know it's great I like that you're not sugarcoating and of course everything you say I'm like well I think that sounds okay or this doesn't sound good and I like you know, you're not stating anything as being good or bad, just, you know, this is what it is. And this is how it might help you. And here's what you might need to be mindful of. And I Mm -hmm. I think that's great. Yeah. And for me, I'm always like, (laughs) I'm always looking at, okay, what, what is it for real? And how can I learn from it? Or how can I grow? So I feel like in my readings, it's always like, yeah, here's something to be aware of, just so you can be aware so that if you want to change it, or if you want to learn xyz you can yeah um versus i don't know i feel like they're with anything if you sugarcoat it too much it's like okay well what what did i get out of that other than like woohoo i'm 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 amazing i'm so great like that was fun (laughs) those might be more akin to like the horoscopes you would read in in a magazine when you were younger right where yeah like (laughs) everything's a little bit sugar-coated it's like woohoo yay (laughs) you're gonna have a great month (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes um all right let's go into south node and north node so this is what your soul came in with as a default into this lifetime and what your soul came here to learn to reach its highest expression Um, I have never heard of these yes they're I love talking about the nodes so they are points in the sky they are not celestial bodies um yeah I'll leave it at that because it gets (laughs) a little complex but they are points in the sky Um, relating to the moon and you can really think about past lives however resonates best with you if you believe we literally had another life that we've lived and you're bringing that energy here or if it's just you as a human your natural gifts and abilities it's however you want to think of a past life like don't get hung up on or I tell people not to get hung up on the that term Yeah. And it's interesting because your south node, so the default energy, is smack dab between your sun and your Mercury. (laughs) (laughs) So who you are and how you communicate tells me that your default energy, your natural abilities and your natural strengths are everything that we've just been talking about. And that's not the case for everyone. Your south node could be anywhere in the chart. It's not always by the sun. And could be totally different themes. So, yeah, again, that, like, consistency in your chart, it's right there. (laughs) (laughs) So it almost emphasizes all of those strengths that you already have. Um, So your soul came in. It's like, yep, communication, versatility, adaptable. You love taking in information. It's like you're the, the taste tester, any new bits of information or anything new that you can learn, you like to try it on. Wow. So far, yeah. so good. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, um, yeah, yeah. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so we say with the South Node, we look at what the strengths are and what there is to hold on to. And then we also look at what there is that needs to be shed or let go of. So that restlessness, the impatience, um, and the constant search for truth. So always looking outside of yourself for like what's right or what maybe when you were younger, what should you believe or Mm -hmm. what are the rules that you should follow? And it's moving into the North node, which is always opposite 
and it's in Sagittarius. So Sagittarius is what your soul came in to learn in this lifetime. And I will say it's always a journey. (laughs) It's never a checkbox that you're going to be like, yep, I achieved it. Um, It's, and it's also not meant to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I'll tell people what the lessons are, what the themes are in their North Node. And they're like, oh, I don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's discomfort there, because that's where the learning happens. It's like yeah. the the whole concept of no pressure, no diamonds. So there's the pressure within your north node to create the diamond. Whereas all other aspects of your chart, we say like going downstream versus going upstream. Like you want to go with the flow. You want to go with essentially not the easy route, but, you know, path yeah. of least resistance. It's the opposite with the nodes. <laughs> <laughs> so the easy is the... Taste testing information, looking outside of yourself, again, maybe in your younger years. And Sagittarius is like the, the, what picture am I getting in my head? I'm thinking of like the grand master or like a monk who is just so sure of themselves within and of themselves, like deeply knowing what's true for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm like in pursuit of. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I think earlier I talked about like overthinking and and questioning myself. And um, I I feel like I it's maybe sounds different than some of what we've talked today, talked about today. But like in search of like the confidence of just knowing like I I Mm -hmm. have a very hard time sometimes making decisions and like being confident in that decision yep um Mm. so I would definitely say like with like striving for that confidence in all of my decisions in my life is sounds pretty on par Mm -hmm. and it's always going to be a practice like practicing okay is this something that I do need to like gather information from others to make the right decision or is this an opportunity for me to practice like pausing for a moment noticing what you feel in your body like is there this resonance there that's like nope this is the right decision and pushing through the self-criticism that comes from your moon in Virgo like that's always going to be there but it's figuring out when it's helpful and when it's I don't want to say self-preservation, but when it's your ego talking and it's not your soul talking. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a beautiful place to be. (laughs) I think of, I think of Gemini as you see each individual tree and you miss the forest Mm -hmm. because you're like, Ooh, okay. Look at this. Look at this. Learn this, learn this. And Sagittarius is you see the entire forest but you don't necessarily appreciate the beauty of each individual tree. So you have a Gemini, both sides to the coin. And how do you use those strengths of Gemini gathering information, being the master of a lot of little things or not the master, but knowing a lot about a little things and how do you translate that into deeper more deeply embedded knowledge and knowing and certainty and becoming yeah that that holder of the entire forest yeah I mean and it's it's funny like I do feel like I like I can feel that contrast within myself like in different situations or different scenarios um so it's it's interesting to hear because like what we talked about earlier, like you said, is so different than what you're maybe describing with the Sagittarius, but I definitely Mm -hmm. feel both Mm -hmm. in my life. Yeah. Yeah, That's so beautiful. (laughs) Um, So those are the nodes and yeah, I love them so much. And I'm just keeping an eye on our time because I could keep going and going, but I want to quick touch on something that may 
be more present right now. So um, usually in readings, we will go through a couple of transits. And what a transit is, it's essentially looking at where the planets are right now, in this moment, or in the future, we can really pull at any point in time. Um, and we basically superimpose that on top of your birth chart and see how the planets are talking to each other. Oh, cool. And so it's not, I'm not telling your future. It's just looking at the energies that you may experience. So there may be extra ease in a certain area. There may be tension in a certain area. Just like how Mercury is retrograde right now, and we may have tech issues. Who knows if this recording will actually save? Um, to be <laughs> so it's more so knowing the experiences and the energies and then being able to just go with the flow and, yeah, let it roll off your shoulder. Cool. So you are in the midst of one of the biggest <laughs> astrological events that someone could experience, <laughs> oh my God. which is your Saturn return. Okay. Have you heard anything about your Saturn return? I feel like I've heard, and maybe I'm totally wrong, but I feel like I've heard it talked about on podcasts that like, it typically happens for people between like 27 and 30. And it's kind of like this life shift. Is that yeah. True? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people talk about it like it's this big scary thing, but yeah. it's it's definitely a shakeup, but it's a needed necessary shakeup. So Saturn return is when again Saturn in the sky returns to the exact place that it was at the time that you were born. So this happens every 28 to 30-ish years. So Okay. Your Saturn return is around now. And then again in your late 50s-ish and again in your late 80s-ish. So usually the first one is a time to where we naturally reevaluate like our career. Are we where we want to be? Like we've been out of school now for however long we've gotten to start to build our career and it's like, uh, it's a checkpoint. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. let me see. Is this where I want to be? Do I need to change? Yeah. And then in your fifties, it's the, what we like to call midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> Again, reevaluating, is this the life you actually want to be living? And then in our eighties, that's when that's more a reflection on our life as a whole. So that's what those tend to be. So for you, yeah, it's, it can show up anywhere within a two and a half to three year time span and yours is ending right around the new year. So if you look back at the last two years, do you feel like you have reevaluated maybe it was your career or based on where your Saturn is, it's in the house of family and fun so <laughs> reevaluating and if this is personal feel free we can skip over this but um yeah what family means to you what family looks like to you in the future or bringing in more fun into your life if you've been so focused on your career it's like okay what who am I outside of work like what does that mean to me yeah, I think all of it really resonates with me. Um, you know, in, in the past two years, I got married. And oh. I think, <laughs> I think, you know, it, it, there's kind of like a buildup to that point. And then once you're married, I feel like we kind of look at, okay, now what do we want our marriage to look like? What do we how do we feel about having children? What do, what will that look like in our life? Like, mm. um, and those sort of conversations and processing internally for sure. Um, you know, I think I've been at the magazine now for eight years. And like you said, that's, you know, a really long time. And um, even though I'm so happy here, I think sometimes you you just 
you just start thinking like, okay, so, you know, will I do this for the next mm-hmm. 10 years? I think there's a lot of that processing mm-hmm. um, that happens and has been happening for me, I, I would definitely say in the last, in the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a natural checkpoint. And sometimes Saturn return brings things into our life that force us to reevaluate and figure it out. And sometimes it's just, it's just where we're at in life. Um, So again, it's not, it's not necessarily a scary thing, but yeah, your Saturn specifically is in that house of family and fun. Um, And then something else that will be interesting to see what happens in April for you. Um, There's an interaction between Uranus and Jupiter, which is right on top of a point we call your descendant, which is your, again, family, but it's more like partnership. So your close partnerships, your husband, um, and it suggests that there will be something that's expanding. So a big change, whether you're moving or I don't know, (laughs) you'll have to, you'll have to let us know. But Uranus is the planet that is the shakeup. So it brings unpredictability and Jupiter expands everything. It makes it expansive and it's on that point of relationships, but in, in it's within the relationship. It's not like, Oh, anything's going to happen to your relationship specifically. It's just, right. yeah. Are you moving? Are you going on a big trip? What is what is that shakeup? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep you posted. <laughs> yeah, and again, free will. Who knows? Maybe something <laughs> is is just naturally happening around that time of the year, and it ends yeah. up being like a experience ends up being a really really amazing experience yeah. because of that natural energy that is supporting you at that time wow very cool yeah and that is I think everything I have for our <laughs> abridged version of the reading so we went through your big three, we went through your north node, south node, and we went through a couple energies that may be present for you. But all in all, I would say your natural strengths and abilities are within communicating and to just continue to lean in on that. And Uh having that special eye for detail and perfection. And yeah, welcoming that into all aspects of your life. It's so funny. I was thinking about as we were talking, um, like oftentimes my dad will listen to me like retell a story or like um, an entire conversation that like two friends had to my mom and he'll walk away and just be like, how, how did she remember all of that? How did she (laughs) give that play by play? (laughs) Now I'll have to tell him that it's in my chart. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's your natural gift, (laughs) natural gift and ability. (laughs) Definitely. Oh, that's that's so so great. Oh, well, I, this was so cool. I really, I loved every bit of it and just appreciate you so much for doing this with me today and giving listeners a sample of what this sort of astrological reading looks like. I think, you know, I I hope it was interesting for them to listen to um, as it was me. And I'd love if you could tell listeners where they can follow along with you on social media and how they might be able to book their very own reading. Absolutely. I am on Instagram under Lightspace Collective, and you can always send me a message to book, or I have a Calendly link on there where you can book as well. Very cool. And, and kind of do this exact sort of um, reading. And then I know you said beyond the initial reading, one could book additional sessions to further explore their astrological insights as it relates to kind of life coaching and beyond. Yeah, so usually the initial reading is going through your chart in depth, but there's so much information. So if you end up booking a second reading, we end up going even deeper into your chart, but also incorporating 
goal setting and focusing in on one or two areas where you want to make a shift or want to maybe practice something new and we'll build more into that as well. Very cool. And are those typically done remotely or do you do those in person? I do those all over Zoom. Okay. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yes. Love it. Well, we end every episode by sharing a recent experience we've had locally. It can be somewhere we went, someone we met, an event we attended. Um, For me, I'd love to give a few holiday shout outs. Uh, One to the the Belleville Market in Easton, where I did a lot of Christmas shopping. Um, You can seriously get lost in there. There's so much to look at. Uh, And another shout out to my recent stay at the Wilbur Mansion. Um, The room was so beautiful. We had a great time. The restaurant was fabulous. We had these festive winter white cosmos and the most delicious mushroom risotto entrees. Um, I truly recommend it as a little local getaway to anyone listening. It was really great. Uh, How about you, Brielle? Does anything local or recent favorites come to mind? Yes, I'm just writing down both of those that you suggested. (laughs) That all sounds amazing. Yes. So we live in Coopersburg, so we frequent the promenade. And our favorite breakfast place recently is Turning Point that just opened at the promenade. Yes, I saw that they just opened and we did a little write-up on them, I think in our December or January edition, I forget now. Um, But it sounded fabulous and I wanted to get over there. You love it. Yes, yes, yes. It's so good. What do you guys order? So my husband, he gets the, I think it's the health freak combo, (laughs) which it's, it's an omelet and a whole grain pancake. It's like the perfect combo for breakfast. And Um, he's a gym owner. You, you guys, I, the health freak combo makes sense. (laughs) Yep. That's him. (laughs) And I get some version of the, um, eggs benedict yum and they always have specials on like different seasonal pancakes and they're amazing oh yum well now we're going right into lunchtime so this is perfect (laughs) because i'm drooling (laughs) me too (laughs) oh love it well i have to get over there thanks so much for doing this brielle i can't thank you enough i really appreciate you taking the time and i'll talk to you soon Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This was great. Aw, thanks. Thanks so much for listening to my conversation with Brielle Baker. I hope you loved this episode. Be sure to check out Lightspace Collective and consider booking your own astrological reading with Brielle. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast and follow me at LVStyleKristen on Instagram. I'll talk to you soon.